This week on Just Like That, the number one Mike Goldberg-inspired podcast on the planet. We will recap UFC on ESPN, the Korean Zombie vs. Ige, or Ige, like Cruz would like to say. Uh, hit you with our segments, Isn't He Awesome, and Real World Callouts. And last but not least, we'll preview UFC Fight Night 190, Gone vs. Volkov. Here we go. Oh, Alright, here we go. Welcome to another episode of Just Like That. We have a full episode, full recap, full preview, and all our segments here. A little bit of a tough episode, both playing hurt today a little bit. Um, if you notice, my throat's a little raspy. Nothing major here. Um, don't want to take too much of the spotlight for myself. Ryan's playing through injury as well. I'll let him talk about that in a little bit. But we'll start as we always do with our JLT Take of the Week. And as always, Ryan, take us away. All right, we'll get right to it. Basically, UFC 263, the gift that keeps on giving. Um, unfortunately, the gift this week was uh, was an unwanted case of uh, COVID for your boy. So, uh, yeah, we, we went to the fights, as, as everyone knows. And uh, Thursday, Alex got back into town on Wednesday, came over. And then at as soon as I got home from work, I'm like, I'm I've got COVID. I'm like, I got it. I I know I do. I set an appointment. Sure enough, sure enough, I got it. We're opening a a JLT investigation, trying to figure out the uh, the culprit where the where the strain came from. But uh, we've got our we've got our suspects. We have a really prime suspect, and I just want to say this all this has been such a blur and such a crazy week. I was back in Arizona for a bachelor party. Everything was just, it, I feel like this all happened like three weeks ago, and it was six days <laughs> it ago. It does feel like it. Well, you haven't been locked in a room for since since Wednesday, so. No, but I saw you <laughs> locked in your room. How crazy is that? And this is our first face-to-face conversation since this happened, because you were obviously locked in a room. But so far, it seems like you're on the mend, at least uh, at least for now. Um, hopefully the worst of it has passed, but... Uh, Feeling good enough to get through an episode today, so that's good. All mine is is just a sore throat from being at a bachelor party all weekend, probably staying out too late, drinking too much, you know, the usual things that happen at bachelor parties. So nothing nothing in comparison to what you've been through with uh with the uh the COVID the COVID nineteen. So yeah, I mean two sixty three still worth it, right? Yeah, definitely still worth it. I've reached out to Dana for a refund, but uh he has not responded. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't read the disclaimer on the tickets. <laughs> I did sign that uh, that piece of paper. So that's true um, at the gate. So that is true. Like, what, does that actually have any legal standing? I I signed a notebook piece of paper with a thousand names on it that didn't have any writing or anything I was agreeing to. It was it just was sign this blank piece of paper, please, and we'll let you in, and we'll it, put a stamp on your hand. I have seen more organized YMCA sign-ins than that thing. <laughs> I guess I probably signed all my all my rights away on that scrapbook of paper, so Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we both did, but what a night it was. So um unfortunately you're still dealing with the aftermath of it. But um we'll never forget um when Nate yeah. landed one punch. Yeah, exactly. It was worth it. That one punch was uh was worth a week in my bedroom, so <laughs> 
you might be the biggest Nate Diaz fan alive, and honestly, now you have these scars to prove it. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, it was. It sucked for three days, and then besides that, to just feel like shit. Like my whole body just. It, it, I can't walk a mile. Oh, well, I can, but I'm pretty exhausted from it. Damn. Yeah, that really does suck. And um, hopefully, hopefully you're not one of the uh, the long, the lingering long, long haulers as you called them. Oh God. Then you know, UFC 263 will be real. The really be the gift that keeps on giving if I end up being a long hauler. That'll be a real. That will be a costly one. But um, we are. We're not. We're thinking positive. We're gonna beat it with positive. Uh, positive thoughts. Oh, yeah. But this will go down in history as the COVID episode. Yeah, right. So we'll never we'll never forget. It's documented. So anything else on that? that any, any more? I didn't want to uh, hip, hip a violation out you <laughs> without your uh, consent. So anything more you want to add to that as your take of the week slash um, uh, surprise? No, not, not really. We're, uh, we're good. We're on the mend. We're getting back to it. All right. Yep. Definitely. Definitely looking better, feeling better. So uh, my take of the week, our boy Nate getting into a little scuffle with uh, Kamaru Usman. I don't think he's going to get the fight, but he should get the fight. Let Kamaru pick who he wants to fight and uh, uh, give Nate Diaz a title shot, right? Everybody thinks he won that fight against Leon because he landed one good punch. And I feel like they should let you vote personally because you've been most affected by what happened to UFC 263. So if Kamaru wants to fight, they should give it to him. What do you think about that? I mean, he's yeah. asking for it, begging for it on Twitter. Why not let him have he's it? Been, he's been begging to fight Nate Diaz since before the one punch. He's, I mean, it, even if that punch never happened, Kamaru Usman would still be asking to fight Nate Diaz. This guy's thirsty um, for he's a champ, somebody though. with a name to fight. He definitely doesn't want to give it to Colby Covington again. Um, I mean, there is no upside to fighting Leon Edwards. I mean, he's the bum we all thought he was. Uh, Nate Diaz proved that. Um I get, I get it. He he had 24 good minutes, but in the end, it only one minute matters. So, he was sleepwalking. Um, our boy Nate, um, pretty much got the finish as far as anyone's concerned, and uh, yeah, he deserves the next title shot. And I mean, Kamara Usman better, uh, you know, better be careful what he wishes for, because you know, it just takes one minute, and uh, Nate Diaz will put him out, and he'll no longer be the champion, and he won't be begging for any fights anymore, uh, because you know he'll be asleep. Well, I'm not going to take it that far. Kamara Usman will absolutely maul Nate Diaz into another dimension. But That's what they said about Leon. <laughs> you know what's funny about what you just said is that on Twitter when everyone's everyone's responding like, that's the exact response, even though Leon, <laughs> <laughs> Leon basically did maul him. But everyone on everyone, all the replies on Twitter, anytime somebody says like Kamara will kill Nate, everyone's like, that's what they said about Leon. Like Leon didn't win <laughs> 24 of the 25 did. minutes. A street fight, it's it's a, it's a wrap, as our boy Nate did. Yeah, said, he's so. sleepwalking. I say get, I, let, let Kamaro pick his fight, though, and he sell some, let him sell some tickets. We, they've let guys pick their fights before. Yeah, I don't know if they've ever let somebody pick it this this bad, though. Somebody as um, undeserving as, as Nate Diaz in this situation. I'm trying to think, but maybe maybe they could do it for, for not a belt. I don't know. I, w- I would be all BMF, for it, though. BMF, run the BMF back. Strip, there we strip go. Masvidal and make it the BMF belt. There we go. Actually, yeah. No, he has the BMF belt. Camaro oh, has yeah. the BMF belt. Yeah, he does, technically. So Camaro versus Nate for the BMF belt. Perfect. All right. It's a wrap. All right, we went from a take, uh, a small take to a uh, completely solving a perfect matchmake. 
<laughs> All right, then. Uh, hopefully that happens. But we'll move on to our recap here. Uh, I watched these fights from a, a loud, loud bar club slash thing. So I'm a little less informed. I did see most of them. Um, start the recap with uh, Korean Zombie looking vintage Korean Zombie against Dan Ige. Uh, Korean Zombie needed this to bounce back really, really badly. Dan Ige has been solid. He's always solid. Um, not a guy you're going to hurt and knock out too easily. A Korean Zombie looked terrible in his last fight against Brian Ortega. Got the, got the decision win and looked infinitely better than he did against Brian Ortega. So what did you think of Korean Zombie? Is Brian Ortega that good? Did Korean Zombie have an off night? Is this a bounce back fight? Is this a, I mean, Dan Ige is a tough guy. I think it had a lot to do with uh, with um, Korean Zombie having to train back in Korea, not having the camp like he would have wanted. And, uh, you know, he came in there looking good. He mixed in the wrestling. He he completely dominated from start to finish. Um, Dan Ige didn't really have much for him the entire fight. Um, I think it's a little bit of a bigger guy going against uh, a smaller guy. I think in this division in 145, it seems like the bigger guy wins quite often. You've been uh, onto that Ortega, for a while. Yeah, Ortega, just a little bit bigger than Korean Zombie. Korean Zombie, bigger than Danny Ige. It just, it just seems like the guy with length, unless they're a standout wrestler or something, tends to win. And just uh, Korean Zombie being able to mix in that wrestling really made the difference. I mean, we I was wrong on this one. I thought Ige would have a little bit better performance. I thought it would be more standing. Didn't really expect to uh, to see Korean Zombie pull out that level of wrestling on Danny Ige. So, uh, but, yeah, I mean, always good to see Korean Zombie get a win. Um you know, with him having to go to Korea and join the army and kind of in his prime and being able to get back out there and hopefully make a run at a title shot, that'd be good to see. Yeah, and such a fun fighter when he's on like that. So, yeah, I was I was super happy to see him come out and have a vintage performance. Um, Alexi Olnick, Sergey Spivak. Uh, Alexi Olnick, my only take on him is if he doesn't submit you, he is not going to win the fight. No, he's got no chance. He throws the most looping punches I've ever seen on the stand-up. It just basically just to try and get a takedown. Uh, Sergey Spivak was able to uh, fight him off. Sergey was in a little bit of danger. It looked like a few times, but never never a huge amount of danger. He was able to, uh, to you know, keep the fight in his favor the most time and completely dominate it. Um, you know, Alexei Olenek, I don't see him being in the UFC much longer. I'm sure he's going to keep fighting. Uh, he looks like he's going to keep fighting. He'll probably just be in some... Uh, some organization in Russia or something. Who knows? I swear he retired. I swear he did a whole video where he pulled a message in a bottle out of the ocean and opened it and said he was done fighting competitively. This was like months ago, not even that long ago. I was shocked to see him. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. You know, all this stuff kind of runs together, but I could swear on my life that Alexi Olnick said he was retired from competition. Hey, that's MMA retirement for you. Yeah, exactly. Good point. All right. Marlon Cheeto Vera, Davey Grant. I know you hate Cheeto Vera, but I did see you picked him. You must have been pretty confident because uh, I know you're not a huge fan of him personally, but he uh, he had another good performance against Davy Grant, who's kind of a middle-of-the-pack guy. I don't understand why people are so high on Cheeto Vera for beating up Davy Grant, but it seems to be that way. You did pick him, though, so uh, uh, he got a solid win that for that, and um, I guess the fight probably went similar to how you expected yeah, I mean, except for Davey Grant looked good in the first round. I mean, I was a little nervous in that first round. Davey Grant was looking looking really good. He definitely won the first round. And then once, uh, I think it, Marlon Vera just took a minute to figure him out and then completely dominated the second and the third, cut Davey Grant up and, and got a good win. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I don't like the guy. I still don't like the guy, even though he got me the win. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think this was, uh, was an easy fight for him. I know Davey Grant had beat him before, but that was a long time ago. Marlon Vera, as we saw, improved his game quite a bit and uh, was able to handle Davey Grant. So, Yeah, and I've heard numerous sources say that Marlon Cheeto Vera always loses the first round. So to that effect, that could, have, uh, that could just be uh, something to watch out for in the future. Um, Julian Arosa versus uh, Choi Sang-woo. This one I did not see. You said it was a pretty impressive performance by Choi Sung-woo. Yeah, Choi Sung-woo just styled on Julian Arosa. Uh, he came in with the blonde hair, uh, Korean with blonde Let's hair. Go. He looked uh, looked the part, got it done. He was just he was throwing combinations. He was just lighting up Julian Arosa, just stinging him after stinging him. It was only a matter of time. He got the finish, I believe it was in the first round, and uh, put out Julian Arosa. So, yeah, it was a good performance by uh, Choi Sung-woo. Another only blonde-haired fighter to lose is my guy because I stole. But I got to win that night, so technically blonde-haired fighter's still undefeated. All right, last fight on the recap here. I think this personally was the most impressive performance of the night. Matt Brown, Diego Lima. Not to say Diego Lima is anything special, but Matt Brown is just so goddamn old to be knocking guys out cold like that and still have that kind of power, Um, even though he moves so slow. I said the guy looks like he's fighting in syrup. But if he lands a shot, you're going out. He still has that power. Last thing to leave you. And uh, good win for Matt Brown. A guy I, I picked against him, to be honest. I just I just felt that he had nothing left to, to show, and I was very wrong. Yeah, I mean, and I think Diego Lima was winning the fight. It wasn't like Diego Lima wasn't running away with it. I think he was winning it, though. But it just takes one of Matt Brown through that uh, right to the body. Then he kind of came up looking like he was going to throw another one to the body, but through the overhand right and just hit. Diego Lima right on the button. Put him Diego out. Diego Lima man. went down face first, and uh, that that's a wrap. So yeah, good to see uh, Matt the Immortal Brown. I guess just not a nickname. Um, yeah. At 40 years old, getting the uh, getting the knockout. Living his brand, the Immortal. All right, yeah. So anything else from this card? Like I said, I this is probably the worst ability for me to watch a card in a long, long time. I really can't remember the last time I've really not had like a good view. I was lucky to have the view I had. So I did see most of it. I saw all the prelims, but um, I don't can really rank the card overall, and I did not have to hear any of the commentary. So that sounds like actually it was a good thing. Yeah, it was. It was uh, absolutely awful. I mean, I, we could we say it almost every week. I mean, yeah, if it's not DC that. and Rogan and them, uh, it's just awful. Once Bisbing and Cruz and them are on, it's just a shit show. They act like fucking goons. You know, they're total buffoons. Um, and, yeah, it was just it was a standard uh, standard fight card from uh, from those two goofballs. All and right. there was a lot of other good fights that we aren't, aren't including on the recap. There was a lot of knockouts on this yeah. card. So uh, a lot of knockouts, not a ton of decisions. So it was, uh, it was an entertaining fight card, to say the least. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, there were tons of knockouts. It was a it was an entertaining card, and but uh, we'll move on from that to our uh, our segments here. Uh, well, uh, I'll let you go first this week since you got the, uh, you're playing a little injured. You can uh, do your Isn't He Awesome and weekly call out. All right. So isn't He Awesome? I'm going with the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. I mean, they're taking the NBA by storm. It looks like they're going to win. I mean, some things broke their way, but I mean, they took the Lakers out. Um, they took the Nuggets out. It looks like they're on their way to taking the Clippers out, taking the two LA super teams, hopefully, 
out and uh, hopefully we do it in four like the sons and four guy says so uh, let's go yeah i mean they uh, they're just fun to watch right now i mean ayton's playing unbelievable that dunk for at the buzzer was unreal that perfect uh perfect pass by uh crowder. what's his name uh, crowder. crowder yeah jameson crowder and uh yeah they just uh they're a fun team and um a little call out i guess here too is um what's his name who's the, who's the point guard it used to be on the bulls backup point guard oh campaign 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 was the absolute trash for the chicago bulls for two years we traded for him uh from the i think we got him from the thunder yep. they acted like he was going to be some some stud and he was complete garbage comes to the suns and he's like six man of the year uh he fills in for chris paul shoes drops 30 last night uh it's unreal um so i mean they're doing something right i don't know if it's just uh him having some time to play behind an actual point guard and uh it um or what, but uh, he's looking good. Everybody's looking good. Booker's looking good. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're doing pretty good. The fans are winning all their fights. Everything's going their way. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. But go ahead next with your call-out. We're going to go with the call-out. Whoever gave me COVID at UFC 263, <laughs> we got our main suspect. There was a guy who was um, sitting directly next to me to my left, um, and basically this dude, we talked about him a little bit, fake belt. Um, Mexican flag. I'm not even sure he was Mexican, but, uh, he, and also this guy, how I think I contracted the COVID from him was he battled me for leg room the entire time. This fucking neck beard fat ass just tried to steal my leg room the entire fight. I just had to keep shoving my leg into his over and over again. Obviously he probably wiped his nose onto his leg, transferred it onto mine. And that's how I got it. Um, but this dude was a complete goober. He gave me the COVID, and uh, and he's getting the call out this week. Um, hopefully, maybe we have a picture of him. I, I'm going to go back and look through mine, see if Ashley took a picture of me or something. We got him in the background. We can put him on blast because uh, this guy was ridiculous. One time I went to the bathroom, I come back, and his leg is a third in mine, and he's not giving up the space. I, I'd be like, bro, what the hell are you doing? Move your goddamn leg. Just because I, I leave doesn't give you dibs on my leg space when I come back, bro. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I didn't go anywhere near him because we were mortal enemies, being that he was wearing a Mexican flag for Moreno and I was wearing uh, my uh, my Figueredo gear. So luckily I had to stay, I stayed far away from him because we were, uh, we were mortal enemies. Unfortunately, he brought you down. Probably would have brought all three of us down if, uh, if we, if we let good, him. Yeah. yeah, he's definitely suspect number one, though. I can't picture like... It's just too. It all lines up too, uh, too perfectly. Especially with me, the only one that getting it. I was directly next to him, having physical contact the entire fight or the entire fight card, and uh, yeah. And then Ashley and you don't get it, so it's got to be him. If it was the guys in front of us or something, it would have all been lofting to all of us. We all would have came down with it. But uh, yeah, definitely. I I took the uh, I took the bullet for the team. I saved you and Ash, and That's true. Uh, and uh, yeah, just went down. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he would be uh he'd be my my number one suspect too. So we'll find him. We'll get to him. I'll make him pay. I'll I will avenge you is what I'll do. And I'll avenge <laughs> Figueredo at the same time. So I have a lot I have a lot going in this situation. So I'll make it happen. Let's um, do it. <laughs> anyway you versus him on the undercard of uh the terry and mine boxing match yeah dude yeah i think there's a big odd switch for you versus terry i think you're gonna have to i think you're gonna fall to the be the underdog because of uh covid right in the middle of your fight camp 
I mean, it's only yeah, going to benefit you. But I think yeah, it'll. That's uh, true. I think I've I, been I've been doing a lot of shadow boxing here in my room. There's not much to do. I've been pretty bored, so I've just been uh, I've been throwing the jab over and over and over again. So right. Terry's gonna get pieced up. All right. And speaking of shadow boxing, I got a little on that here. But first, I'll start with my isn't he awesome? My isn't he awesome? Anderson Silva beating up on uh, 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 Chavez Jr. A disgrace to the family name. Looked like he didn't even train. Anderson Silva looked really good in that boxing match. Did you see any of that? No, but I I didn't see any of it, but I did I did read a little bit about it, and yeah, I did hear that Anderson Silva looked pretty good. So good to see him at his age going in there and uh, and piecing up a uh, a somewhat a boxing legend, I guess. Yeah, boxing legend son, but at the same time, he was a legit boxer. He had a pay per view with uh, Canelo like three years ago. It's not like he he hasn't just fought nobodies. He's more of just a uh, a knucklehead than a. I mean, he didn't look like he trained at all. But I will say this: Anderson Silva beat him at his father's own like charity boxing thing or boxing promotion or whatever it was so even to even get the nod with knowing how corrupt boxing is it's pretty impressive uh anderson just he just looked really he looked really fluid i don't know why i'm so surprised because i know how good he is of a striker but he just looked really fluid with boxing he i would love to see him get a chance to box some of these idiots that are all becoming boxers now because he would take care of business and they would have nothing for him so Hopefully we get to see some of that, but it was like, I don't know how, it was just like a mini version of seeing vintage Anderson Silva, that mini version, that little glimmer that you remember from some of his classic UFC fights. Uh, so I would recommend going and watching it. It just, it gave me that little bit of a, that little bit of the feeling of seeing the spider in his prime. So that was super cool. Also super unexpected. I don't know what the odds were, but the, I was thinking he must have, he had to have been a, a decent underdog. So Shout out to Anderson Silva. I'm glad to uh, see him get a win. My uh, call out is, uh, so I was on Twitter yesterday and shadow boxing, you're just talking about shadow boxing. I don't know if it was trending on Twitter. It was like a for you type thing. And I look at it, I'm thinking, oh, shadow boxing, something to do with MMA. Actually, as a matter of fact, it had to do with The Bachelor. Apparently a guy on The Bachelor, I don't watch the show. I don't know if you do. Apparently before one of the uh, whatever meetings or whatever uh, ceremonies, they got a clip of him in a room by himself shadow boxing. <laughs> what I saw was just everybody was just trashing this guy like, what a freak, what a loser, what a like a psychopath. And I just want to set the record straight. Some of some people, some of us, myself, I'm including myself in this, and actually you now, some of us just line up and shadow box 20, 30, 40 times a day. It doesn't mean we're like preparing for a fight. I just want to yeah. say this. He wasn't going to knock this girl out at the rose ceremony. <laughs> I don't know if he was or wasn't because I don't know this guy. But <laughs> let me tell you this. His form was actually impeccable. His head was never on the center line. His jabs had perfect rotation. He stepped on every jab. He threw a weird little kick at the end. I don't understand that. So that makes me think maybe he's training MMA more so than boxing. But the way they, they dragged this guy online for just doing a little quick shadow box, hitting a quick shadow box, Sometimes you do it when you're excited. Sometimes you do it when you're nervous. Sometimes you do it when you're killing time. It doesn't mean you're prepping for a fight. But I will say, on his behalf, if anyone tries him in the in the bachelor house, they all live together, right? Is it the bachelor yeah. or the bachelorette that's going on right now? It's the it's a girl. It's the bachelorette. Yeah, okay, bachelorette. the girl one. Okay, if anyone tries him in the bachelor house, they're gonna get hurt bad. And I I want to see it. Maybe I'll start watching the show just because of that. Yeah, we need to get him on the undercard. Yeah, I just, 
I mean, there's nothing wrong with a little shadow boxing. I'll, I'll send you the clip if I can find it, but, I mean, his form was solid, and I don't think he – they made him out to look like some sort of lunatic, and I didn't know people felt that way. Like, people have probably seen me square up for a quick shadow box session and then go about my day, and now I'm a little self-conscious about it. Yeah. Oh, he had – he full extension on jab-jab. Uh, I, I don't know if he threw any hooks or not. I'll have to see it. It was, it was a, probably a six- or seven-punch combo. It was a little weird, I'll admit. But you get caught on camera, you're in the room by yourself. Yeah. Things happen. But if you're just in, I've been in my room by myself a lot, and there's not a lot to do in here. And sometimes you just get up and you just you just throw some punches. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I don't I don't get the outrage over it. I think that's a pretty normal thing to do. Um, but who knows? I mean, maybe he was thinking about knocking out this girl if she didn't give him a rose. And in that case, then we can't stand for that. Yeah, I mean, there's a big difference between boxing your shadow and boxing a real person if he does put hands on somebody undeservingly i'll change my tune but until then i just want to set the record straight there are there are thousands maybe millions of us out there who shadow box our way through life and i don't see anything wrong with it and i don't really <laughs> like to hear these comments like freak loser what a psycho it's just not right it's just it, it's we're not hurting anybody we're just practicing our craft yeah shadow boxers stand together Exactly. I might have to find this guy, um, assuming he's probably going to get voted off the show now. There sounds, it seems like production crew is setting him up for a massive failure so everyone can laugh because <laughs> they already know what happens, but we'll see. I mean, I just got to give him a quick, I don't watch the show, but I got to give him a quick shout out. Maybe I'll root for him in the show or start watching it or whatever. One of us yeah. is in the mix now. So Ashley watches it, so I'll have to get her take on it. Yeah. Ask her if she saw the shadow boxer. He's, he, and the form was good. Again, I just want to say that last time. If the form was trash, I would say this guy's kind of weird. Jeez. So, all right, we'll move on from our segments now. Let's jump into our preview here. We got um, UFC Fight Night 190, Gan versus Volkov. Uh, we'll start with the first first fight of the night or the headliner here, Alexander Volkov versus uh, Cyril Gan, or as everybody says his name differently, I prefer Cyril Gan. Gan minus one fifty five, Volkov plus one thirty. I don't want to steal your pick here, but I think you might have talked me into Volkov taking Volkov as the underdog. Um, I really like that line now, and uh, I think uh, I think you're onto something there. Yeah, I saw it at plus one forty five earlier. It looks like it's plus one thirty now, but uh, yeah, I mean, don't give. It, I mean, I feel like I really I love Volkov as the underdog here, but I've been wrong about Gan consistently now. Maybe he's a better fighter than I think. I just I still don't think so. I think this is by far um, his best competition that he's ran into. I think it's going to be his biggest problem. Um, he's got short arms, in my opinion. I mean, he's kind of a stocky dude. Uh, maybe he doesn't have short arms, but Volkov is just long. He's Volkov's really been coming into his own. He's been looking great lately. Um, his takedown defense, if you look at the stats, it's not good. But he got taken down about a million times versus Curtis Blades. Oh, my so, God, but 20 times. Yeah, and besides that, his takedown defenses look pretty good um, in other matchups. So I don't think Gon's going to be able to take him down to the ground and wrestling him, wrestle him the entire fight. And I think Volkov is is the better striker and a lot more dangerous on the feet. So, I mean, if Gon's able to pull this off, um, then I've got some respect for him. And maybe I've been completely wrong about him being overhyped this whole time. But I just don't see it. Volkov has looked like an absolute monster. He looks bigger every time I see him. That's um, true. You know, he looks stronger, bigger. Um, more dangerous is jabs. Uh, his stand up looks more crisp every time. 
He's tall as hell. He's long as hell. And uh, I think he's going to be a real problem for Gon. And I think with the uh, the plus money, I, I, I love that pick on Volkov. So go on Volkov. All right, yeah, I think you talked me into it too. The one, my thing about Volkov, first of all, you mentioned that he's gotten bigger. And that's, I, did, I forgot about that, but that's 100% true. He looked like Kristaps Porzingis a few years ago. Now he looks like a monster. Yeah, he's, he's a, wide now. He yeah, looks he's like filling he's out a filled ton. filled out quite a bit. And uh, his weakness is getting knocked out, and we haven't really seen Cyril Khan show Gan's any type not, of power. Yeah, he's not a power puncher. You're right. I completely forgot about that. Gan, it, what we've seen of him, he's he's kind of just like more of a touch a and Chris go boxer. Touching, yeah, touch and go, mixing some takedowns and stuff. But I think Volkov has, has seen what Gan has. I, you know, he's fought guys like Curtis Blades. Gan's not as good of a wrestler as Curtis Blades. Uh, he's fought better strikers than Gan, so I, I just I think as long as he can stop the takedowns versus Gan, and Gan's not able to just take him down and keep him there, which I don't think he's going to be able to. I, I think Volkov is uh, is going to be looking good in this matchup, so I'm I'm all Volkov. All right, I like to hear it because I think uh, I think you're onto something there, and I like the plus money. All right, next up we got Tanner Bozner versus OSP over in St. Prue. Right now we got OSP sitting at plus one fifty, Tanner Bozer minus one eighty five. We just saw Tanner Bozer lose to Ilir Latifi, didn't we? It might have been a slight robbery, but it wasn't a. It wasn't like he styled on him or put him out or put him away or anything like that. OSP is a pretty inconsistent guy, but I, in my opinion, he's a guy that when he shows up and he puts on a sh- when he puts out his best performance, he's a guy who's tough to beat. It's not like anybody can come in there and beat him. I guess I'm just not as high on Tanner Bozer as I once was. I definitely don't think he's a dark horse of the division. Another guy who doesn't have a ton of power, which is how you got to get a. That's how you got to get OSP out of there. Um, I don't think 185 for Bozer is a. Uh, I think that might be a little high. I don't know where I sit on who what the, who I'm picking to win. Bozer is fast. He has decent striking, but uh, OSP is moving up. But um, I think 185 might be a little steep for the price tag here. Yeah, I'm going OSP on this one. I'm taking the underdog here. Bozer, he is who he thought he was. I mean, Bisbing, everybody thought he was the future title challenger. Completely, obviously wrong. Everybody knew that was uh, insane over-exaggeration. And uh, OSP, I think he's got the tools to beat Tanner Bozer. I mean, there's some guys Tanner Bozer is going to look good against, but I, I don't think it's OSP. OSP, I think he's got the physicality to put Bozer in the clinch, put him up against the cage, um, go for the takedowns. Um, and he's just got to fight kind of a grimy fight to win this one. He's got to, uh, you know, take away Tanner Bozer, Tanner Bozer's movement. Bozer to win this fight. He's got to get in and out, stay nimble, keep away from OSP, stay on the outside, pick his shots, get in and out, and and win that way. Uh, the most people beating OSP are knocking him out these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but his chin. Some people say it's suspect. I don't think it's as suspect as a lot of people say. There are times when it looks suspect. Maybe that has something to do with the cut. Moving up, I think maybe we see him have a little bit better chin. And like you said, Tanner Bozer's not known to be a power puncher. He has put some guys out. Um, he has that ability, but um, I just don't see him. Uh, barring him landing a clean shot on OSP, which, hey, it can happen at heavyweight. Um, I just I, I like OSP if he fights the right game plan uh, to win this one. And OSP's got that power, too. OSP could knock out Tanner Bozer as well. So I think OSP has more ways to win. Um, 
And yeah, I, I, I just think he's going to get it done. I like plus 150. I really don't like minus 185 on Tanner Bozer. If this is no. closer to even, maybe I'm, maybe I'm leaning Tanner Bozer. But at, at plus 150 for OSP and minus 185 for Tanner Bozer, I, I mean, Tanner Bozer is 3-3 three and three in the UFC now, uh, recent in his recent run at least. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, I, I just think OSP uh, has got what it takes to win this fight. Yeah, I'm with you there. Another thing, Tanner Bowser, not a big heavyweight. He's a heavyweight, not a huge heavyweight. Obviously, OSP, not a real heavyweight, but he can easily put that weight on. We'll see how juicy his ass is looking in these new Venom shorts. That's another thing to look forward to for OSP, carrying his wagon around. But there you go. I think, uh, I think, uh, I think OSP has, uh, like you said, more tools here. I think Tanner Bowser, he literally just lost to a guy who's ba- who would barely even be a light heavyweight on his in his prime and uh i obviously not not nothing to offer in the ground osp has a lot to offer on the ground um this is uh yeah this is definitely a, a good underdog shot to take um andre feely versus daniel pineda what's i don't remember the last time we saw andre feely he's a minus 225 against daniel pineda daniel pineda is a real sneaky guy he he took went on a little run he went on a huge run in pfl UFC picked him up. He beat up Herbert Burns really bad, and then he just came out f- flat as hell against Cub Swanson and got his ass kicked. I think that's playing big into the plus 190. Another thing about Feely is he's got an iron chin, so Pineda's probably not going to be able to knock him out like he's done to a lot of guys. But Pineda's a, a guy that at one point, I, and I don't know, it might still be, he's he's got like 28, 29 wins in MMA, zero decision wins. So he's a guy that's going to either finish you or get finished, and I think he's going to have a lot of trouble finishing Andre Feely, who's long and long and fairly strong. So uh, I think I'm taking Feely here, but I would not be surprised if Daniel Pineda pulls a pulls a rabbit out of the hat like he's done many times before. But if it's anything like his last fight, I know he got performance of the night, a bonus against Herbert Burns. I don't think he trained very hard for Cub Swanson. We could be on that same path here. It's impossible to gauge what version of him you're going to get. He's been around a long time, has a lot of skills, but not exactly a trustworthy guy. There's a reason why he's been in and out of pretty much every organization at this point. Yep, I'm with you on this one. I, I like Andre Feely. I, I agree with that you said. Daniel Pineda, he he does have sneaky power. Um, he gets out there. Uh, I just don't, I don't think he throws enough volume. He gets he gets on it in the first round, but if he doesn't, oh, he doesn't get you early, he, uh, he, doesn't really, uh, he doesn't really do much. Andre Feely... Like you said, he's known to have a good chin. He goes to war, and I think he'll be able to take what uh, what Pineda throws early, and then start putting it on putting it on him in the second and third round. I think he'll probably win a decision. I don't think he's going to knock out Daniel Pineda, but he could. Um, as Pineda gets tired, maybe a late finish. But I think more than likely we're looking at Feely by decision. Um, you know, probably twenty eight, twenty or twenty nine, twenty eight. Yeah, I could definitely see that. If you if 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 uh, Pineda doesn't win, if Pineda doesn't win it in the first round, he's he's going to be faded. His gas tank is not good, and that that all also depends big time on how he's been training or whatever. So inconsistent guy, hard to hard to put any weight behind him. Um, Tim Means, Nicholas Dalby. We got uh, Nicholas Dalby plus one fifteen. Tim Means minus one forty. Tim Means pretty, I wouldn't say boring guy, but just a guy that gets it done pretty well-rounded guy uh Dalby's been up and down I think 
We saw him get starched by somebody or beat up quick by somebody about last year, and then he had a good win not too long ago against, um, let me see here. I hate when I do this. We saw him have a good uh, D-Rod. We saw him have a nice win against D-Rod, I believe, just outpointed him. So um, after he lost as a minus 500 favorite before, so uh, I don't really have a lean on this. I like Tim Means just because he's so consistent, so I would probably take the more consistent guy, Tim Means. Again, nothing flashy, nothing exciting, but he, I think he'll get the job done. Yeah, I like Tim Means on this one too. I mean, Nicholas Dalby just doesn't do it for me. Tim Means, very well-rounded fighter, like you said. He gets it done at all, all places. I like his nickname, the Dirty Bird. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just I think he's got what it takes to beat Nicholas Dalby in this fight. Nicholas Dalby, he has some decent wins, but like his wins recently, Alex Oliveira, who sometimes just doesn't show up. Yeah. And uh, Daniel Rodriguez, yeah, that was a good win, but I think Daniel Rodriguez is somewhat overrated, so... Um, I think Tim Means is going to be able to, uh, you know, compete with Nicholas Dalby anywhere this fight goes. And uh, I think it'll be a decision, probably, you know, three-round decision. I think Tim Means will take it, though. Yeah, I definitely agree with the decision here. So I'm, uh, I'm with you on that. That's probably my favorite of, bet of the whole of the whole fight. Um, last fight we're going to preview here, we got Hanato Mokano versus Jai Herbert. Um, Hanato Mokano minus 250 here. Guy needs a win. I don't know if he's last fight against Fazev. He got put out. Um, needs to bounce back here. I know you're a Moicano fan. I know. Uh, I know you see a lot of upside in him. Uh, I'm guessing you're on him on this fight. Minus two fifty is pretty uh, pretty wide margin early on. So, um, what do you think he'll sh- he'll do in this fight here against uh, Jai yeah, Herbert? He, he's gonna dust Jai Herbert. That's that's what he's gonna <laughs> do. He uh, not a Moicano. He's he's. You know, he is the he's a real deal. He's a great fighter. I mean, I thought he was gonna make a run at the one forty five title. The weight cuts and stuff didn't really agree with them, but I mean look at his losses, Fiziev in his last fight, who he was doing good against until he got put out. I mean, Moicano, he's just looking a little chinny as of recently, but I don't think he's in any danger from Jai Herbert, at least from getting knocked out. And if he doesn't get knocked out, I mean, this guy's got some of the fastest hands there is. His striking is unreal. His ground game is unreal. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, Hanato Moicano, I think he's the real deal. He's a little bit overlooked. I mean, not really in this line, but just overall. Um, just because he's taken quite a bit of losses recently. But look at the guys he's lost to. He's lost to... Uh, Fiziev, who, who's, who's the good. real deal. People don't know him because he doesn't fight that often, but, I mean, that guy's got huge power. He's that a guy's slick good, striker. Man. I can't wait for and, him to fight again. Yeah, other losses, Korean Zombie, he got knocked out early in that one. Jose Aldo and uh, Brian Ortega. So those are his only real losses, really. He's beat guys like Kelvin Cater, Jeremy Stevens, Cub Swanson, Demir Hadzovic. So he's got – it's not like he loses to every – you know, he's beat some good guys. He's got some big names on his resume that wins as well as losses. So, I mean, when you're fighting just the, he's fighting the elite of the elite for a guy that really doesn't have much of a name and isn't really known besides the hardcores. He's got quite a, quite a resume built up. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I said, his, his hands, they're, they're about as fast as they get. Um, and, uh, yeah, his ground game, if it goes to the ground, he can finish it there too. So, I mean, minus 250, it's not anything crazy I'm saying here. But, uh, yeah, definitely on uh, Moicano to get the win here. All right, I like it here. So anyone else on this card you uh, look watching for? Anyone you yeah. like we got? Yeah, there's some other good fights. I mean, the uh, Ronnie uh, Barcelos versus Tamir Valiev should be a good fight. 
Uh, I think Barcelos is a favorite there. I don't really have a lean on that one, uh, but Barcelos, he's he's legit. He looks really good. Valiev is pretty solid too. I think that's going to be a, a really interesting fight. I, I don't really have a, a lean on it, but I think it's going to be a good fight. Um, other on the prelims, uh, a fight I'm looking at uh, that Kennedy Nid. Uh, Njeku. Kennedy Njoku. Uh, Kennedy Njeku versus uh, Danilo Marquez. Yeah. Yeah, Njoku. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, he looks good. I mean, he looks like an absolute monster. He's huge. He's got knockout power. He looked really good in his last fight. Uh, I think he got a, a pretty big knockout in his last fight. So I'll be watching that one for yep. sure, looking for the KO. Um, Worley Alves coming off uh, a big win, uh, I yeah. believe, right in his last fight. Yeah, um, he got one a big that we picked. Yeah, he got a big win against um, the Abu Dhabi guy. I forgot his name, He's the like sniper. A plus 300 under. Munir Laziz. Um, yep, Munir Laziz. Yeah, exactly. I got one um, for you here. Uh, Shavkat Rachmanov, uh, the. Uh, I think he's Kazakhstani. He beat up Alex Oliveira really bad in his last fight, which, again, we talked about that. But he's, uh, I think he's a really legit prospect from, uh, I believe, Kazakhstan. He looks very Asian, which Kazakhstan's in Asia. But he uh, he wears, yeah. like, the the raccoon hat or something after he oh, wins. Oh, yeah, yeah. He looks I good, man. Exactly. Yeah, he does look good. Then you got Charles Rosa versus Justin Janes. I mean, Justin Jane's going to go out there and, and take it to Charles Rosa and then yeah. probably get finished later in the fight. But at least we'll see uh, some back and forth before it happens. Oh, yeah. And then we got the Yancey Medeiros versus Demir Hadjavik uh, fights back on. Um, I think it was postponed because of COVID or something, but uh, it's back. So, I mean, this is a pretty a pretty good card for, for being just a fight night, kind of just in the middle, um, not having much hype or anything. But uh, we got some good matchups and uh, some, some big up-and-comers on this card. So... It should be a good one to watch. Yeah, and I think it's safe to say both of us will probably be planted on our couches watching, probably not doing much else this Saturday. I know I'm not planning on uh, too much activity this upcoming weekend. I pretty much fried myself last weekend, and you're obviously still recovering. So we'll probably see every single fight. Oh, yeah. I'll be... Uh... I'll be on the. I'll be. Uh, I don't know if I'll be on the couch. Unfortunately, I'll probably be in this in this bedroom still. So, um, tape but, studying uh, and shadow boxing. <laughs> yep, exactly. So if anyone wants to make fun of me for it, bring it. I'm gonna light them up. Um, yeah. Once I'm out of this room, it's not gonna be shadow boxing no more. All right, I like it. I like it. All right then. So then that'll do it for us. Then we'll be back next week to recap everything. And until then, Ryan, get some rest. Um, bounce back. Beat this thing. And. Um, We'll see you all next week. Peace. I'm the one that they chose
I get sacked, yeah. so block for me. Eight ball in my corner pocket, it's on and popping, got the whole club leaning with it. And body rocking, drunk driving in my cut dog. I got my truck ball, 72 Tennessee Titan, like what up, y'all? I'm on boy, I'll let your home boy. Better come quick, once I get it, then it's gone, boy. First come, first serve. Forget what you heard, I'm piecing out my pack till I get what I deserve. Smoke out my nose. Pippin' on me, they know me.